The more things change, the more things stay the same. And one thing that I've noticed that is consistent, regardless of which cycle we're talking about or where we are within the cycle, is the feeling of frustration that many plebs have been expressing on Twitter or on Reddit at failing to orange pill friends or family members. And this is nothing new. I mean, this goes all the way back to Satoshi Nakamoto, who himself said, if you don't believe it or don't get it, I don't have time to try to convince you. Sorry. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Hello, you sexy sat stackers, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. I am Chris, and today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023, and that means that once again it is DCA Wednesday. Uh, It is later in the evening here in Florida than I like to get started recording this podcast, and that is because, well, September is a uh, big month of birthdays for, uh, at least in my family and and uh, friend circle, and today was uh, a combination of a of a family birthday and we had family in town from out of state, and so we were celebrating today. So I just got home and uh, and I'm trying to squeak this out before it gets any later. Um, before we get into all that, though, real quick, a look at the vital statistics. As I mentioned, today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023, and at the time of this recording, we are at a block height of 807,545, and Bitcoin is a little pricier in U.S. dollar terms than it was last DCA Wednesday, currently ringing in at a U.S. dollar price of $26,185 per Bitcoin, or $3,000. 819 sats per dollar um, still on sale and that makes me happy in fact uh, we had a little bit of a dip the other day and I had a a limit order out there so I caught the dip purchased below 25,000 I think the order was for somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, it was like 24,940 and Bitcoin got a little bit cheaper than that but that's where I had my buy set so uh, picked up some more cheap sats. You know, um, I keep saying history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And if history rhymes, we have, you know, almost a year of crab market, of sideways market before we start the next post-having bull run. Uh, and I hope that's the case because I'm furiously stacking sats as, as fast as I can. And, you know, if if a Bitcoin ETF is approved or there's some other, you know, unexpected event, maybe this time will be different and we, and we won't have that year to stack. So the way I'm looking at things is I'm trying to stack as much Bitcoin as I can. And if I can stack on the cheap for another year, that will just be fantastic. But I'm also prepared for, you know, Bitcoin to bounce. And if it does, I, you know, I don't want to have missed out and not stacked as many sats as I, as I should have or could have. And I hope you're doing the same thing. Again, um, 
the crab market, as far as I'm concerned, is a blessing, not a curse. I know people say uh, there's been a lot of talk about how this is the longest bear market in Bitcoin's history. And I, you know, technically, depending on on your analysis, that may be correct. But you know, the last bear market, in my opinion, was was longer. It felt longer. And maybe the bear market officially ended sooner because, you know, we had that pump where Bitcoin went from like 3000 up to 10000 But then it crashed back down to about 3000 So. If you zoom out and you and you you and you don't pay attention to that, you know the the run up to 10k, which I guess technically would have ended the bear market. Uh, we we really went sideways, you know, significantly longer uh, because Bitcoin didn't really begin its its you know its bull run until after the halving, as it usually does. So. But I'm happy about that because the longer I can stack sats on the cheap, the better. You know, $26,185, you know, may seem expensive to some people. Uh, you know, with that long-term vision, though, one day when Bitcoin's 100000 or 200000 or a million dollars a coin, uh, $25,000, $26,000, it's not going to make any difference. That's going to seem, uh, it's going to seem like the deal of a lifetime. And it's something I don't want to miss out on. So I'm happy to see that last as long as possible. And it was really cool to buy below 25000 uh, even though that only lasted minutes. Uh, and I wouldn't have even had that purchase had I not had a, an order pending. So um, I digress. We are currently 32,455 blocks away from the next halving. Uh, that's still looking like that's going to happen sometime around April 22nd of 2024. So tick-tock next block. Uh, one thing's certain that'll happen at block 840,000. And if history repeats, you know, it'll be six months to a year after that before Bitcoin sets a new all-time high. But, you know, if if in general, after the halving, Bitcoin has already started that slow upward trajectory towards the new all-time high, it just takes a while to eclipse the previous all-time high and for things to just really get euphoric and to get that just absolute face-melting bull run um, before we have the retracement and, you know, the cycle repeats. Bitcoin's current price gives it a market capitalization of $510.4 billion, about $9 billion more than last Wednesday, which, you know, is lower than we'd seen in, in several months, but still solidly in the $500 billion range, which is kind of where Bitcoin's been for the entire crab market. I know the range between 590 billion and 510 billion is a lot of money, but um, you know, still in the 500 billion dollar range. Obviously, significantly below the one trillion dollar range that we will retake when Bitcoin is in the neighborhood of 50,000 uh, 50, US dollars per Bitcoin. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll never see below one one trillion dollar market cap uh, ever again after the next halving. For those of you who value your wealth in gold, it will currently cost you 13.8 ounces of gold to purchase just one Bitcoin. So 0.3 ounces more than last week. So getting a little bit more expensive in gold terms to purchase Bitcoin. If you're a gold bug, if you still haven't, if you still haven't gotten off zero. And for those of you who value your wealth in pizza, one Bitcoin will currently purchase you 1,464 large pepperoni pizzas from Papa John's Pizza. That is more than one, uh, that is that is a pizza a day for more than four years for just one Bitcoin. 
and that is certainly a lot of food security. Looking at the mempool, things are looking pretty similar to last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, last Wednesday there were about 64 blocks worth of transactions pending, and there's currently exactly 64 blocks worth of transactions pending in the mempool. Uh, along those lines, if you want to guarantee that your on-chain transaction is included in the next block, the fee estimator on Clark Moody's dashboard is estimating that it's a little bit more expensive. Last week, it would have cost you a fee of 25 sats per V-byte, and right now his fee estimator is recommending a fee of 26 sats per V-byte. However, mempool.space got a little bit cheaper. Their fee estimator for a high-priority transaction last week was uh, recommending a fee of 21 sats per V-byte, and that's down to 18 sats per V-byte uh, for a high-priority transaction. And that works out to just 66 cents in U.S. dollar terms. So still relatively cheap if you need to do an on-chain transaction and you know guarantee that it gets confirmed in one of the next blocks. And the transaction metric that I like to follow, what's been my favorite transaction metric, Bitcoin's 24-hour transaction rate, is a little bit higher than it was last Wednesday at 5.94 transactions per second. So a lot of activity on chain. And we are getting close to the next mining difficulty adjustment. Uh, it's been a little over a week since the last difficulty adjustment, which was a downward difficulty adjustment of 2.6%. So we're approximately six days from the next mining difficulty adjustment. It's looking like that's gonna be on Tuesday, September 19th. And depending where you get your data, it's gonna be an increase of anywhere from 0.4 to 2.33%. That's quite a different story than last Wednesday when it was looking like it was gonna be another significant decrease of up to as much as 5%. Of course, you know, the having, uh, sorry, the, the difficulty, I'm really tired. I've been out in the hot Florida sun all day. Did a lot of really cool things. We did the obligatory Cape Canaveral tour. There's a, there's a Air Force History Museum uh, on Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. Well, there's a really, really cool museum that's at the launch pad where Alan Shepard made his uh, first manned space flight, the United States' first manned space flight. Uh, but that museum is off limits. Uh, it had been open to the public until September 11th, 2001. And then it had been kind of restricted to where you had to uh, either make an arrangement with a tour company or go through the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex and pay to take a bus tour out to the uh, Air Force Museum. But apparently, since the whole situation in Ukraine, because the Space Force Station is completely off limits to non-U.S. citizens, those tours have just been canceled. But on base, but outside of the gate, there's the Sands History Center, which is basically one large room, but it has a lot of really neat artifacts. It's got the control panel from the original Gemini uh, launch pad, the original Gemini missions. Uh, it's got some rocket engines, uh, a boilerplate mercury capsule, some reentry vehicles, some neat things like that, and a really cool gift shop. So if you collect uh, launch memorabilia or patches, for example, you know, the mission patches are like five or seven dollars at the at the Air Force Station gift shop where, you know, they people are selling certain patches for 50 bucks or more on on eBay or other on other websites. So a uh, neat place to get your patch collection or other space collectibles. Uh, and then after that, we went up to the Titusville Airport, which is across from the Space Center, and they have a 
The Valiant Air Command has a Warbird Museum there. And that's a great collection. It's three hangars full of aircraft. A lot of them are still in flying condition. They've got the world's only airworthy uh, twin Mustang there. Uh, and the, the Tycho Bell is their DC-3 that has been in, used in a lot of different movies. Pretty cool museum. The family member that uh, that is visiting us right now uh, was in the Navy and worked on some of the aircraft that are on display at that museum. So that was kind of neat. He got to show us what he did. Uh, but it was really hot, at least until the thunderstorm blew in. And then, uh, then it was humid and not quite as hot, but still warm. And then after that, we went to the beach. And my day started even earlier because for whatever reason, I couldn't sleep past four o'clock in the morning. So I got up and at 6 a.m. when Home Depot was open, I ran and I got some landscaping supplies. I planted a mango tree, a new mango tree a while back, and it came with a couple of tree stakes, but they're, uh, they weren't sufficient. And the mango tree had been kind of blown slightly. It wasn't, it was just curving over to the north a little bit. So I picked up some heavy duty stakes, staked the mango tree, straightened it back up, tied it up, restaked it. And, uh, and then ran a few other errands before everybody else woke up and, uh, then took a shower and went and did all the tourist stuff with, with the family members. So it's been a long day. I'm really tired, but, uh, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to go our stack together. I, uh, getting a little off course here. Where was I? I was talking about Bitcoin's difficulty adjustment. Uh, last week blocks were averaging 10 minutes and 37 seconds. And it was because. Uh, we'd only had like 20 blocks since the difficulty adjustment. So we didn't really have any reliable data. Now that we've had a larger sample size and now that the Texas miners are back online, uh, blocks are coming in faster than 10 minutes. They're currently averaging nine minutes and 57 seconds, which is why it's looking like we're actually going to have a difficulty increase to slow those blocks down a little bit. Um, but, you know, we won't know until it happens and that'll happen in about six days. So if you're mining out there, it might get a little more difficult to mine uh, Bitcoin sometime around Tuesday, September 19th. Uh, but it doesn't look like it'll be a very big difficulty increase. In the news out there, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt because, you know, the miners in Texas shut down as part of their, their demand response program to help sell energy back to the grid in times of peak demand. And it'd been really hot. And so they'd done that a few times and they actually were paid a decent amount of money to do so which is a good thing because they're helping balance the grid, but enemies of Bitcoin were seizing upon that to, to make it look like the taxpayers were, were paying Bitcoin miners to do nothing. Uh, and so when the Bitcoin uh, companies were putting out their press releases touting about how well it worked, uh, they were trying to spin that negatively. And just in time for there to be on the verge of new rolling blackouts and them having to shut some of their mining capacity offline again, uh, but at the moment, it looks like most of the miners are back online, and that's why blocks are zooming in at 9 minutes and 57 seconds. Real quick, I want to thank those of you listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 app, such as Fountain or Breeze. You can earn sats for listening to your favorite podcast, as well as help support your favorite podcast through the value for value model by streaming sats on a per minute basis or by sending sats and a message as a boost to your favorite podcasts. We do not have any boosts to read this week, at least none that have come in uh, came in in time for me to see before I hit record. And since I'm getting a later start than usual, I'm gonna uh, assume that's that there are no boosts out there that I have missed. If I did miss your boost, if you squeaked one in, uh, 
since I checked right before I hit record, I apologize. I'll read it on the next episode of the Bitcoin Bolton podcast. But thank you to those of you listening, regardless of where you're listening or, or however you're listening. And speaking of you and where you're listening from, the geographic distribution of listeners has still remained unchanged for, I don't know, multiple weeks now. The breakdown remains as follows. The top 10 countries are number one, the United States, where 55% of you are listening. So thank you to everybody listening from the United States. Number two remains Argentina, where 11% of you are listening from. So muchas gracias, amigos, in Argentina. Number three remains Germany. 7% of you are listening from Deutschland. So danke schön, mein Freund, in Deutschland. Number four remains Luxembourg, where 4% of you are listening. So once again, uh, danke schön, or morien, to those of you listening in Luxembourg. Number five remains Canada. So thank you to everybody north of us, way north in Canada, where it looks like, um, based on what I'm hearing, your summer has come to a screeching halt. Hopefully you get a couple more weeks of good weather up there before the winter, you know, the cold weather sets in. Number six remains Spain. So muchas gracias, amigos, in España. Number seven remains Venezuela. So again, muchas gracias. Number eight remains Colombia. Muchas gracias. Number nine remains Sweden. So thank you to those of you listening from Sweden. And number 10 remains Singapore. So thank you. Uh, to those of you listening in Singapore, and thank you to those of you listening from wherever you're listening, regardless of whether your country is in the top 10 or not. In the news, rumors are swirling with emissaries from Qatar visiting El Salvador today, uh, with rumors that Qatar might not only be getting into the Bitcoin mining industry using surplus energy, but also potentially exploring adopting Bitcoin as legal tender. That would be really awesome. It, of course, has been now over two years since Bitcoin adopted or since El Salvador adopted Bitcoin as legal tender on September 7th of uh, 2021. And also in the news, there has been a lot of scuttlebutt about inflation because CPI is coming a little higher than expected. I personally expect the next few years to go basically like the 1970s. Here in the United States, currently the dynamic is a lot like the 1970s. It feels a lot like the 1970s. You know, Oil prices are going through the roof. The oil producing countries are putting the squeeze on the United States. We have a Democrat in office like we had a Democrat in office in Jimmy Carter, one who seems to be very similar personality and style wise. And what happened in the 1970s was inflation kind of had peaks and valleys. It got out of control and then it looked like inflation was tapering off and then it would surge again. And basically inflation remained high for the entire decade. And I don't see any reason to see uh, that being any different this time around because, you know, while the Fed is doing the dog and pony show of trying to get inflation under control by reducing demand, a.k.a. putting people out of work by jacking interest rates up and making it harder for businesses to finance expansions or meet payroll or take loans, short-term loans out when they need to take loans out. Uh, because, you know, sometimes businesses don't have money coming in consistently they have contracts where they they work for a certain amount of time and then the money doesn't come in until 30 or 90 days later and then it all comes in big chunks so they might there, there are businesses out there that might only get paid three or four times during the entire year that that meets their that meets that meets their expenses they're profitable but during the times when money isn't coming in they still have expenses and so they rely on short-term loans and all of that's getting a lot more expensive with interest rates getting jacked through the roof 
And along those lines, I've seen a lot of FUD out there about what people have been saying, haters have been saying that this time is going to be different. There's going to be no bull run because this will be the first time we've had a halving cycle where we were heading into a recession. And I'd argue we've been in recession. The only reason we're not officially in a recession is because they kind of changed the definition. That's not my argument. I mean, that's fact. But I will remind you that right before the last halving, we had the thing where we had a complete economic shutdown. We didn't enter a recession. We locked, we, we, we closed, we put businesses out of business. We prevented people from going to work. People were locked into their homes. If you weren't deemed an essential worker, you couldn't even go to work in many places. That was a heck of a lot severe, a heck of a lot more severe than an economic downturn. And we still had a pretty epic bull run. You know, we, we had a double top bull run. We hit 66,000 and then we, uh, then we went, dropped a little, retraced a little bit and then popped again all the way up to 69,000. And we did all of that in the face of the pandemic and the economic catastrophe that was wreaked on the, the entire world. Remember the supply chain log jams where, you know, Nothing was getting nothing was getting manufactured, but nothing could get shipped, and the stuff that had been shipped was piling up in the port or offshore because they couldn't even get into the ports because the ports were closed. And that was a lot more drastic than uh, than a recession, maybe more short lived than a recession. And of course, it was Bitcoin that recovered. Bitcoin's price tanked, you know, when the when the news of the lockdowns broke, and that's when we dipped down to you know in the three thousand dollar range again. Uh, on that black swan event but bitcoin was also the first to recover uh, completely recovering within like a month well before the stock markets recovered Uh, but nonetheless i would argue that that if anything should have been at this time is different and we might not have a four-year halving cycle play out as usual because of a, a economic black swan event that would have been it certainly i think that would have been more severe than a recession that everybody sees coming uh, it's not going to be a surprise. People are already feeling it. You know, we might not officially be in a recession yet, but families are still hurting. They're they're having a hard time paying for their grocery bills and paying their rent or paying their mortgage. Uh, and, you know, the more things change, the more they say the same, right? So I, I don't see any reason why that's anything more than just a bunch of BS FUD. All right, I want to get are stacked on because I see the price of Bitcoin has been ticking up just in the short amount of time I've been talking. So why are we here? We're here because today is DCA Wednesday. And what is DCA? If you're new to the show or you just don't know, DCA is short for dollar cost averaging. And dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals, regardless of price. For example, this is going to be our 112th stack We started stacking all the way back on Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. So far, we've stacked 111 times. We've stacked a total of 2,220 filthy US dollars, including $49.95 of fees, and turned that into a pile of 7,698,873 sats and an average purchase price of $28,835. And today we're going to grow that stack and we're going to, as usual, do so by using the Cash App, which had an interesting glitch this week. I don't know if you saw that. Apparently there was a glitch that allowed people to send money they didn't have and morons who thought that that was free money and that that, that it wouldn't be corrected. I saw one person that that spent like $30,000 
that he didn't have and now has a, a negative cash app balance of 30 grand and probably felony theft charges coming in if I had to guess. But uh, I had no idea that glitch was going on. I had tried to uh, I tried to make a, a non-DCA Wednesday purchase of Bitcoin and it kept glitching on me. I had to enter it like three times, but then it finally went through and I didn't think anything else of it. Uh, but apparently they had a whopper of a glitch over at Cash App. Either way, I love Cash App because I, I think it makes it super easy to just smash by or to do these smaller purchases. If I were purchasing a lot more than just $20, I might use a service that, that had cheaper fees. But we're going to use Cash App. So I've already got Cash App open and I already have $20 added to Cash App. $20 I actually have. Not taking advantage of the glitch, which doesn't even exist anymore. Tap it on Bitcoin. Tap and buy, entering $20, hitting confirm, and boom! Just like that, we purchased another 74,169 sats. Not quite as many as we purchased last week, but still a heck of a lot of sats compared to where, you know, when Bitcoin was at its all-time high, when we were getting, you know, less than half the number of sats for that $20. And that has raised our stack up to 7,773,042 sats and dropped our average purchase price by another $17.84 to $28,817.55. So and that is really awesome. And I hope this I hope this crab market continues because I've said this over and over again, but when Bitcoin does hit its next all-time high, or maybe two cycles from now, when you're looking back at uh, at the sats you could have stacked, or you're looking at your stack of sats, and 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 now buying, you know, your twenty dollars or whatever you're choosing to stack on your personal journey is getting just a fraction of the number of sats that that we're getting right now. Uh, don't be that guy that's kicking yourself for not stacking as hard as as hard as you could have stacked. Uh, do not look at this crab market or the sideways market as a bad thing. You shouldn't be itching for Bitcoin to go to the moon because this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Don't forget why you're here. You're here because you believe in Bitcoin. You believe that it's that it's going to change the financial system. It's going to change, going to change money and improve money for you know for all of humanity. That it's going to take the power away from the central bankers to just print money out of thin air that you have to work for. That you have to slave away 40 hours of your life for, for something that they're just printing for free you know, for pennies for the cost of paper and ink. You believe in Bitcoin because it's going to help bank people that, that are unbanked or that it's going to prevent the government from censoring you because you hold the wrong belief or because, you know, you live a lifestyle that's not approved of or have a religious belief that's not approved of, or, you know, when the central bank digital currencies are, are, are rolled out on on people and we have a Chinese style social credit scores over larger portions of the earth Bitcoin's going to be your lifeboat you know remember that's what this is all about it's not about making a million dollars going to the moon you know that is a really awesome side effect of Bitcoin's scarcity and of being an early adopter and make no mistake we are still early you know when most companies don't have bitcoin on their balance sheet when most countries don't have bitcoin in their reserve at you know in their treasury as a reserve when most people on the planet don't own bitcoin we're still early even you know with bitcoin it worth almost you know $26,000 $25,358 as a matter of fact so 
200 bucks more than when I started talking. Long and the short of it is, the crab market is a blessing. The price of Bitcoin is going to soar. If history repeats, as Adam Meister says, Bitcoin always returns to its new all to its to, it always returns to, all, to its all time high. Bitcoin always sets a new all time high after every having. Maybe one day, you know, that will change, but I don't think that that's going to be the case anytime soon. You know, the the supply shock of cutting the the number of Bitcoin available for sale in half uh, is still a you know a significant driver of Bitcoin's value. And that's going to continue for like another hundred something years. Obviously, people say, well, you know, we're going from 6.25 to 3 Bitcoin instead of 12 to 6 or 25 to 12. And so, you know, that's having a less and less of an impact. But Bitcoin's also getting more expensive. So when the, we had the previous halving and Bitcoin was worth about 3,000, uh, the minor reward went from about $3,000 to you know, like $1,000, but this time the minor reward is going to go from like $26,000 to $13,000. So economically that's having a bigger impact, even though the number of Satoshis they're getting, uh, that are being reduced, the reward being is being reduced by is, is a smaller number of Satoshis. The economic impact of that is greater. And as more people get into Bitcoin, there's more people fighting over those fewer sets. So as Bitcoin adoption continues to grow, I don't see any reason why the halving cycle will not continue, at least for a couple of more cycles. And a couple more cycles is, you know, eight to 12 years from now. So uh, Bitcoin's going to keep doing what Bitcoin does. I'm a firm believer that that's the case. And um, along those lines, I'm stacking as hard as I can. All right. Well, that is going to be it for the show today because uh, it is late. I'm tired and... You know, last week there was a lot of news that was just really negative, and I try not to do negative shows because the whole concept of Bitcoin is that Bitcoin is hope, right? You know, Bitcoin is the lifeboat. Bitcoin is an escape hatch. Sure, there's negative things going on in the world, but Bitcoin fixes this, as the saying goes. And we're going to keep adding to our stack regardless of what the price of Bitcoin is. But when we can add to our stack at less than the all-time high, or in this case, less than half of the all-time high, that's a good thing. So I'm excited that we're going to continue to be able to stack cheap sats and hopefully we'll be able to do so for maybe as long as another year. But again, be prepared because nothing's guaranteed in this life and none of us have a crystal ball. The only thing that I can guarantee you is that we will see you next Wednesday and every Wednesday where we grow that stack together and keep adding to that pile $20 at a time or whatever your personal stacking goal is. But until that time, Keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.